Welcome to the Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency, with your host, Director of the MVAA, Zanetta Adams. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. I am your host, Director Adams of the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. Today's show is titled, You Are Not Alone, Accessing Veterans Resources. So first off, I wanna say if you're new to the show, welcome, and if you are returning, welcome back. Today's guests are going to be Michael Scott, a veteran navigator for Mid-State Health Network, Michael Wilson, a veteran community engagement officer, and Amy Barrett, a department technician of the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. You don't wanna miss this show because we have so many great resources for you, whether you're struggling with mental health, whether you're struggling with financial assistance, or whether you just wanna learn more about what's going on in the veteran community. So as always, you can always call 1-800-MICHVET, 1-800-642-4838. But in the meantime, we want you to stick around for when we return on the Veterans Perspective. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. Today we're talking about accessing resources and to let you know that you're not alone. Joining me again is our guest, Erin Stover. She's the Public Affairs Officer at the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. Welcome back, Erin. Hey, Director. Thanks for having me back. Thank you. And so, you know, real quick, I heard you had your vaccine today. Was it yesterday or today? It was yesterday. So, so far, so good. I feel like maybe someone hit me in the arm with a golf ball and I definitely have some cold chills, but 10 out of 10, I would do it again in a heartbeat. So is this your first or your second? My first dose. And so I had Pfizer. So I have to go back in 21 days. And I know the Moderna, I think it's 25 days is when someone has to go back. Okay. Well, we'll be hanging in there with you. Thanks for joining us on a day where you're, you know, maybe not feeling your hundred percent, but I'm sure you'll get through it. Um, and speaking of that really quickly, before I forget, I know that we have a vaccine clinic coming up in Macomb County. I believe it's Sterling Heights on at the Lakes Mall. It's a drive through clinic on Monday, April 26th. Was it from 10 to 6? From 10 to 6. And at first we said that the vaccination clinic was just for veterans. But at this point, they have over 500 vaccines to administer. So at this point, it's open to the public. And to, to register for this event, all you have to do is call 1-800-MISHVET, that's 1-800-642-4838, and press 6 to get registered. So pretty easy, pretty simple process. Well, that's great news. And just, you know, for folks out there, I had my vaccine too. I, I ended up getting the Johnson & Johnson over three weeks ago, and I'm feeling great. I'm very happy to have done my part and to... To, to make sure that I'm protecting my health as well. So if you have an opportunity to get out and get your vaccination 18 and over, you can definitely do that. Um, so let's talk a little bit about what we're talking about today. And that's with veterans struggling with um, benefits and resources and access to that. And so, you know, we often hear that veterans are struggling with access to those benefits and resources. And, you know, at the agency, we even mentioned that a time or two, but the big question out there is why? Why are they struggling? Have you had any thoughts on this, Aaron? You know, it's thinking about how military veterans at a higher risk of mental health disorders, PTSD, and substance abuse problems, which are often triggered um, 
from their mental health and PTSD. So it's knowing that veterans are prone to health risks specific to the war or region in which they served. Many are living with disability, chronic pain, and other service-related injuries and illnesses. So, I mean, simply put, is that veterans have faced more and overcome more difficulties than the average person. And I feel like that's why they're struggling a little bit more than everyone else. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, I, I struggle with chronic pain from my disability and, and some other things. And, you know, getting access sometimes is, is about literally about accessibility, getting out the house, being able to get, you know, we talk about some of our veterans who are in, you know, the UP and trying to get them access to benefits or you have homebound veterans. So some of it really is just that physical access to to the benefits. But, you know, a, another thing that was highlighted in psychology today um, called challenges in veteran mental health care, what's not being talked about by Dr. Brennan, uh, they stated that once a veteran receives a disability rating and compensation is provided, there can be this fear that the disability rating, rating might be decreased or taken away if the VA finds evidence of the veteran's symptoms um, have improved to a more manageable level. And so I can, I can relate. I've heard that, that story that people are scared that, you know, if they go to the VA for services and they're better then they're going to reduce their benefits. Thus, they don't want to use the VA benefits. And so I think, I think that, you know, we can work hard to fix this. I mean, and, and we can do this. Um, uh, some of the examples that they provided in that same article was uh, extending a time period between the rating system from the initial evaluation and the reevaluation. Now, this article was a couple years ago, so I'm not sure if the federal VA has has made those strides yet, but I think that's a great solution because it gives some people time to decrease stigma and reduce fear of losing their percentage rating while giving them the benefit of, of seeking um, better care and wellness. And the other piece is, is that I think care in the community um, and utilizing those outside resources from the VA is probably another helpful tool because you can go to somebody private um, for some of your specialty care, or if you're too far away from a uh, provider at the VA, you can go to that person and you don't have to worry about um, that jeopardizing your VA disability because we want you to be healthy too, mentally and physically. Agree. And I think what so many veterans don't realize is, you know, people who've never served, like, I have so much respect for veterans and I absolutely support any way for them to, you know, to get the help that they need and their resources. And, you know, it's don't be afraid to ask for help. And director, I know we always say this, but I always love your saying of it's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to, you know, to say nothing about it. Like ask for help, call our agency. There's so many resources. You'll, you know, our listeners today will hear about the VCAT and some of the offers and, you know, what they can do to help other people. And I feel it's so important to connect veterans to resources and veterans, if you're struggling, please ask. We are so happy to help. I 100% agree. And I and I will say that there, just like you said, there are several different resources out there and it can be overwhelming, which is why our agency is here. We're here to kind of connect the dots for you. So if you're calling and you're saying, look, my father died last week and I'm struggling with, you know, I'm struggling with trying to figure out, does he qualify for any benefits? Well, we can look at that and see what other benefits are around that you may qualify for. So don't, don't keep it to yourself. So Aaron, thanks for joining us today. And again, providing, you know, great commentary for the subjects that we're talking about. Thanks director. Have a great show.
Thanks. And uh, just remember out there, you're not alone. As Aaron uh, mentioned, and we've mentioned, we'll say it all the time. You can call 1-800-MISHVET and you can get connected to anything. So next up, we'll, when we return, we'll be speaking with Michael Scott and Michael Wilson about some of those resources. So stick around. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. Now back to your host, Director of the MVAA, Zanetta Adams. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. Today, I am joined by Michael Scott and Michael Wilson. Uh, First off with Michael Scott, he served in the United States Army for over nine years and completed two combat tours to the Persian Gulf and East Africa. As an instructor in the Army, he had the opportunity to train both U.S. personnel and foreign military partners in multiple countries. After leaving the military in 2016, Mr. Scott pursued a master's degree in human resources and labor relations from the Michigan State University. Michael is a board member of the Lansing Veterans Coalition, Lansing Area Veterans Coalition, and he has served as a mentor for the Ingham County's Veteran Treatment Court for over 10 years. He is currently the Veteran Navigator for Mid-State Health Network, where he utilizes his military experience, education, and training background to equip behavioral health providers in working with the military demographic. Welcome to the show, Michael. Thank you for having me. And we're going to go ahead and introduce Michael Wilson going by Mike today. And uh, Mike is a retired command sergeant major from the Michigan Army National Guard. He is a Desert Storm and Iraqi Freedom veteran who served honorably for 27 years. Mike began his career as an armored systems repairman, then an instructor at the Michigan Military Academy, returning to field units after being promoted to first sergeant. Mike suffered an injury while deployed during Operation Iraqi Freedom in 2007 that forced him to retire and seek support from the VA medical and benefits system. He grew his passion for supporting veterans from there. Mike has a Bachelor's of Arts in Organizational Management and a Master of Science in Organizational Leadership. He has served as a regional coordinator for the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency, developing programming to support veterans in the Southwest and capital regions of Michigan's veteran community action teams. He is currently a buddy coordinator for the Buddy to Buddy program and a veteran community engagement officer for the core initiative of the MVAA while working full-time as an executive director of the Sturgis Area Chamber of Commerce. Welcome to the show, Mike. Glad to be here. Thank you. So this is the first time I've had two uh, Michaels on the show at the same time. So this is great. Should be a good conversation today. (laughs) So we're talking today about resources um, and, and, and veterans accessing their resources. So First off, I would love, and, and I'll start with you, Michael. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what a Veteran Community Action Team or a VCAT is? Uh, sure. There's uh, t- 10 regions within the state that have uh, Veteran Community Action Teams. Um, they are local coalitions that uh, are able to access resources for veterans at the local level. So they're basically the boots on the ground. Uh, and then we follow those same four pillars of uh, quality of life, 
uh, healthcare, um, education, and um, employment that uh, the MVA uses as their pillars. So, uh, as a as a VCAT, um, we work to. Uh, make sure the veterans in our area have access to those uh, federal benefits that they're available uh, that that are available to them. And if uh, they're seeking other issues, uh, we we try to connect with other community partners to uh, connect those veterans to whatever whatever their needs might be. Are there um, so? I guess as a follow up question, um, you know, are, do veterans engage directly with the VCATs, or how does that work? Uh, sometimes, uh, but oftentimes we have other community partners who will reach out to us uh, with specific issues that a veteran might have, um, whether that be employment. Uh, so that's one area where specifically we have our employment pillar and we do uh, reach out into the community uh, to identify veterans that are looking for positions and connect them with employers who are are looking to em- employ veterans. Uh, so we we do engage both with community partners and sometimes with the veterans specifically. Well, that's that's great information. I, Mike, I know you worked with, I think it was um, VCAT 9 and VCAT 10 and, or in, in regions 9 and 10 uh, previously. Did, I got that right, right? I, I worked with uh, region 8 and region 1. Eight, 8 and 1, I was totally oh, off. So Right, yeah. <laughs> Not region 1, region 8 in the Lansing uh, region, region seven. Seven, eight, yes. seven and eight. So we, we got it together finally. So, so Lansing- I couldn't even remember. I worked them when I can't remember. So it's all right. So, so Lansing's usually, region seven. Yeah, we don't usually go by the number because they've all got their own unique names. So uh, I worked in Southwest Michigan and I worked in the capital region. Okay, well, that's that's great to know. And, and we'll be able to provide that information. Um, it's on our website as to where you can find out um, how to connect with the VCATs. But um, one of the questions I have is um, what types of organizations are involved with these VCATs? I know we, we kind of touched on a little bit, but, you know, what types of organizations are out there advocating for veterans in these in these community action teams? You know, what's interesting, there are, there's a lot of organizations, there, and, and a lot of them aren't even veteran-centric organizations. They're, they're organizations that just work with people that want to understand veterans and veteran benefits better. Um, including um, community mental health, um, community action agencies, um, other other private nonprofits that uh, just don't understand, you know, the, the veteran world like like veterans do, and um, they just come together in the VCATs and learn to understand each other's um, agencies and organizations and create that as we call the no wrong door approach. They all know what each other does and can do the warm handoff, and so. Um, you know, all kinds of agencies uh, work through the VCATs. Okay. And so that's that's good information to know as well. I, I guess for anybody out there that may be listening and they're an or agency or organization, can they still get involved? Is it a closed door? How, how can they be a part of a VCAT? And, you know, you can answer Mike. And if you have any follow-up, Michael, you can too as well. Yeah, come one, come all. Well, you know, anybody that wants to be a part of the VCAT that has a service or anything that they can provide to a veteran, we certainly want to have them as part of the team. We all keep a master list of references, and of course, we share them with the Veteran Resource Service Center. And uh, anything we can do to support a veteran, we'll take we'll take any agency that wants to be a part of our VCATs. That's great. Did you have any uh, follow up on that, Michael? 
Yeah, as uh, as Mike said, uh, specifically, I work within the Region 7 uh, Lansing Area Veterans Coalition, but I, I do work with other uh, veterans coalitions as well. Uh, so if you're interested, certainly reach out to that local coalition. Uh, you know, we're always looking who we can partner with, who can help veterans with whatever issues they might have. Uh, the more resources that are available for our vet veterans in the community, the better. Um, and we oftentimes have uh, organizations, uh, as Mike said, that they may not be veteran centric, but as an education, uh, there's a huge push to get veterans into the education area. So uh, we partner with a lot of local uh, colleges and other stuff that would uh, help that veteran uh, set themselves up for long term success. Yeah, that's good. That's good, good, good information. And I and, and I guess, you know, both of you are veterans. I mean, we're talking about veteran community action teams. We're talking about serving. You know, you all have these impressive uh, bios. But, you know, wh why do you do it? Why, why are you out there? I mean, you could be doing anything and you're out there serving veterans. Why do you do it? And, and I'll start with you, Michael. Um, for me specifically, uh, I, I haven't forgotten what it's like to be a, a young man coming home from the Army um, and back into a world that I felt like I just didn't fit into anymore. Um, it, it's it's a difficult transition, and I think you have this uh, notion that you're just going to come out and everything's going to be fine. But you you quickly find you've lost that camaraderie you had with the people before, and uh, it's it's quite often the difficult transition for us. What about you, Mike? Yeah, same same thing. You know, I come home with an injury and, and fought through the, you know, the benefit system and fought through the healthcare system. And, uh, it was a lot of discovery and there wasn't a lot of help out there. And when I heard about this VCAT and the MVAA, when it came out, I was like, yeah, this is it. This is what we need to do to help veterans. You know, we need to create these connections. And so that's why I continue to do it. I used to, I used to spend my days helping soldiers and now I spend my days helping veterans. So. You know, I think that's so important that we're, <clears throat> that we're looking at, you know, wherever we've been and where we were struggling and how we can turn that around, you know, in a positive way. And I, I think that's part of my story as well. And if you talk to most veterans who are out there serving, that's probably their story as well. And so, you know, for anybody that may be uh, out there and, 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 and taking it, taking part in our broadcast today, I would say that, you know, your story can help somebody else's story too. And so, and you can be a part of someone else's story. So just remember, you're not alone. When we come back, we're going to be talking a little bit more about buddy-to-buddy -buddy mentorship and the Veterans Navigator piece and how um, you can get assistance on, a, on an individual basis. So stick around when we turn on the Veterans Perspective. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. Joining me today is Michael Scott, a veteran community uh, engagement team member of the Lansing uh, VCAT, as well as a veteran navigator. And joining me is also Michael Wilson, uh, who is also a buddy-to-buddy -buddy coordinator and a veteran community engagement officer for the MVAA. And we've been talking about services and opportunities out there for veterans and 
We're going to talk a little bit about the Buddy to Buddy program because we want to make sure that you're connected and you have that one-to-one mentorship uh, if possible. So, um, Mike, can you talk a little bit about uh, the Buddy to Buddy program? Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a unique program in the sense that um, a Buddy to Buddy uh, coordinator, Buddy to Buddy buddies um, are simply a voice on the phone. There's somebody that another veteran can talk to that's not a bureaucrat, that's not an agency or an organization. It's just somebody that uh, they can talk to, they can tell their issues to. And, and sometimes those buddies um, know things. They know agencies or organizations that can help or local programs that can help. And so uh, a lot of times it's just somebody that can help uh, soothe the veteran that's struggling through some issues. And it's a voice on the phone they can call when they're struggling. So this is a one-on-one type of uh, conversation, right? Is this a, a confidential conversation, anonymous? Like, how does that work? Yeah, it starts out with a phone call. Nothing's written down. There's no case management. There's no uh, no controlling um, paperwork or any of that such thing. You might get together if, if you can with restrictions for a coffee or something and talk more and just kind of get to know each other a little bit and tell each other, you know, talk, listen to each other's stories and, and that veteran, somebody else they can talk to. So, um, yeah, no case management. It's just uh, just buddies hanging out, basically. Are, do you find that veterans in Michigan are utilizing that uh, opportunity, that resource of connecting with, with you under that program? I, I think the ones that know about it uh, do connect, and they do enjoy it. As a matter of fact, uh, I've spoke with dozens of veterans as a buddy coordinator and still do. You know, we've worked through their problem. Uh, they've got their problem resolved, and we still you know, pop an occasional text message out or catch each other on Facebook or something, or just have a phone call. And so you become lifelong pals. I think once you've uh, worked through some of the issues and shared some of your secret stories with each other and um, it's, it's buddies, you know, it's what buddies do. Do you, do you have any success stories you can share? Oh, I have a lot of great success stories. <laughs> My, I have a favorite one. We just helped put a roof on a gentleman's house, older Marine Corps, uh, vet, uh, from the fifties and sixties, he was struggling to make ends meet, didn't have any extra money. And, uh, his roof was leaking and he just didn't know how he was going to get it fixed. And we worked with a couple of other organizations that had some funds available and, uh, found the right contractor. And it took us three or four months, but we eventually got a roof on his house and he's safe and warm and dry again. And he's 78 years old and he's happy as happy as can be. And so we, we actually chat weekly. And so that's one of my favorite success stories, but we have lots of them where, Vets just don't know what's out there. And sometimes we can just help them with where to turn. So well, I, I think that's great. So, you know, for people who may be thinking, oh, I don't want to talk to somebody about my mental health problems right now. Sometimes it's just talking to somebody about how to navigate the waters of a resource or, you know, maybe it's about, okay, I've never worked, you know, since the military. How do I get into that? How do I get into the civilian space? And you have somebody who's already been through it to be able to get you through it. So it's not necessarily a cry for help, but it's, it's a cry for support and collaboration. So that's, that, that's good to know. And, and so Mike, I would, I would ask, I'm sure you've dealt with veterans who may be struggling with mental health or substance abuse issues. Have you had to uh, refer any to the veteran navigator program? Oh yeah. Yeah. Often. Um, Michael and I have talked about a few. There's a couple other navigators that I work with in, you know, uh, Southern Michigan area that, uh, I often refer and kind of, I would say handhold, but hand off, hand off directly to, you know, and I, and I do the old, I got a pal, I got a buddy. And, uh, I don't say he's a agent, another agency. 
and just say he's a buddy of mine and I want you to talk to him. And we hand him off that way. And and it's it's really a really safe and successful way to hand him off. So yeah. with that, I'll hand it off to Michael. Yeah, I was going to say, Michael, can you tell us a little bit about the Veteran Navigator Program and uh, the services that you provide? Uh, certainly. The, the Veteran Navigator Program is actually pretty unique to the state of Michigan. Uh, there's only one other state that has a, a comparable program in Texas. They have a similar model, but uh, uh, here in the state of Michigan, we we saw problems with veterans falling between the cracks between the Veterans Administration and the Medicaid system. Uh, the two systems simply don't talk, and it was uh, creating barriers for veterans who were seeking substance use or behavioral health treatment. Uh, so the the uh, Veteran Navigator Program was created in 2016. Uh, to identify those veterans who are struggling to get the behavioral health or substance use treatment they need. And we kind of help them based on whether they're VA eligible, Medicaid eligible, or private insurance. Uh, we want to make sure they're connected to those uh, treatment services that are available to them. Um, so that's our main focus within the Veteran Navigator Program is, is that behavioral health uh, center. So do they have to be honorably discharged to take advantage of your uh, services and program? They do not. Uh, again, um, with uh, the different uh, dynamics of uh, character of your service, uh, you know, it gets very complex whether you're VA, uh, VA eligible for health care benefits or uh, whether or not uh, you can receive benefits through the Medicaid system or if you have to do a private pay. Uh, so we help people navigate that because it is a very complex, frustrating system. And uh, veterans uh, as a whole, we're pretty bad at seeking help. Um, you know, we're taught to be tough, we're taught to be strong, we're taught to uh, push forward and put others' uh, needs before our own. So uh, a veteran navigator is there to kind of help them navigate that and sometimes even coach them into care, you know, because if they're easily frustrated with the system, they, they may just not go for the help at all. And so you, you mentioned something about uh, pay and, and some of those other things. Um, if someone doesn't have insurance or they don't have um, VA connectivity, do they have to pay for this service? There, there's no payment for reaching out to a veteran navigator at all. Uh, that's why we're here is to help them. Um, you know, as far as getting them into treatment, that that could be different uh, depending on uh, their income eligibility and the whether or not they're eligible for VA benefits. Uh, but that's all something we're able to sit down with people and walk them through and uh, make sure they get connected to the the services that they need. Well, that's great. And so, uh, Mike, just on that other note, is there any cost for anyone to take advantage of this the mentorship piece through Buddy to Buddy? No cost at all. No cost at all. Matter of fact, they might even get a coffee out of the deal. <laughs> well, that's nice. <laughs> um, I will say that I think it's a great, a great thing that um, the veteran navigator piece and the the um, the buddy to buddy coordinator piece uh, all work together within this core initiative. You know, we've really been able to bring partners from other organizations and states together under this community outreach and regional engagement model to make sure that we're reaching a veteran. And so um, for veterans, um, they know that they're not alone. There is this, this great cohort. We have men and women who are working in these spaces to help, to help veterans. And so I really appreciate all that you all are doing out in the, in the veteran space for veterans. And I think it's important that they understand some of these resources. So before we wrap up, 
Can you tell us where we can find out more information about the Veteran Navigator Program, Michael? Uh, yes. Uh, if you want to learn more about the Veteran Navigator Program or who the Veteran Navigator is in your area, uh, you can go to www.michigan.gov slash walking with warriors. Okay, great. And we'll make sure that we share that information on our Facebook page, but we also will make sure we get you connected through 1-800-MICHFED if you can't remember that. And then Mike, um, you wanted to share some information about the, the VCAT that you work with? Yeah, Southwest Michigan Veteran Engagement Team. You can actually just go to Facebook and uh, type in Veteran Engagement Team and it should show up and you can see what we're doing down in Southwest Michigan to support veterans. All right, Veteran Engagement Team down in Southwest Michigan. We'll make sure we provide that as well. Thank you so much, both of you, for joining us today and talking about your stories, your stories and your experiences. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you for having me. All right, when we return, we'll be speaking with Amy Barrett from the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency about many other different resources you can get access to. So stick around. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. Now back to your host, director of the MVAA, Zanetta Adams. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. We are in our final segment of the show, and joining us is our next guest, Amy Barrett. Now, Amy Barrett is a technician at the Resource Service Center. She comes from a family of veterans. Her husband retired from the U.S. Marine Corps in May 2017, after over 20 years, her father retired from the U.S. Air Force after serving 20 years. Her father-in-law served in the Army during Vietnam, and her grandfather served during World War II in the Navy. That's a lot of service in your family. <laughs> Having grown up and marrying in the military lifestyle, Amy has always wanted to support veterans and families. With her background in retail and account management, customer service and support is something she enjoys. It was a great fit to join the team in the Resource Service Center and the MVAA family almost two years ago. So we are happy to welcome Amy to the show. Thanks, Director Adams. I'm very happy to be here. So you are definitely boots on the ground. You are the kind of first line of defense, you know, once people are seeking resources, um, once they make that phone call. So can you tell us a little bit about what is the Michigan Veterans Resource Center? Absolutely. So the Resource Center is a one-stop access for veterans and families who are looking for information, looking for resources, and to, to provide support. 
Um, myself as a technician and other technicians are available 24-7 at 1-800-MISHVET. Yeah, so you all hear that number all the time. You're probably sick of hearing it, but I'm going to keep saying it, 1-800-MISHVET. So when you call that number, you're going to get somebody, maybe Amy on the phone. So you're you're <laughs> listening to somebody live who actually answers those calls. Um, and, and you mentioned that it's for veterans and families. Can you be a little bit more specific about who this resource center is for? Yes, absolutely. So for the for veterans and families who are calling for assistance, and I should mention also, we have a no wrong door policy. So anyone who calls the resource service center is going to receive support or be directed in the right direction. So even if you're not a veteran or a family member or dependent, we will assist you and get you pointed in that right direction um, in the resource center. Well, that's great. And I know that you're taking calls from all different types of people. You have people that just know a veteran who want to find out resources and they're not a veteran or they're not a family member. You have, you know, people that are calling from agencies who are calling about veterans resources. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty wild that we can take any kind of call and we can connect them to those resources. And people are probably wondering, like, how many resources do you actually have? Do we have like 10 resources? What access do we have? Oh, no. <laughs> we have quite a few resources and we have a few databases that we're able to, to search to provide the right resources in the situations that veterans, our families are in. Um, I have a, a great situation I can share where um, with a non-veteran had actually seen advertisement about utilities assistance. And I took the call and he specifically said he was not a veteran but could you find him utility assistance resources? And I was able to do that and keep him as local as possible. And he was very grateful that first somebody answered the phone and was willing to help. Yeah, that's always having somebody on the other line is so helpful. So it's great that you all are there taking those calls. Um, speaking of calls, what are some of the most common calls that and requests that you receive? The, the most common call is DD-214s. So those looking for their discharge papers or assistance, whether it's for VA benefits or programs or any veteran specific resources we provide uh, veterans and family members, they need that DD-214. Um, so not only DD-214s, but I would say utilities assistance, um, and um, of course, VA benefits a program. So getting them connected with a veteran service officer who's accredited by the VA uh, to walk them through their eligibility for those benefits and programs. So what is the quickest turnaround that you've had in getting somebody their DD-214? Oh, well, uh, right now we are turning them around as quickly. And that's a, a very common question we're getting right now on calls. Um, but if we can get the proper documentation and we have it on file as quickly as we can get that request form sent to a veteran and they can return it back to us, we can turn around and email it. I've probably done it within less than 10 minutes. Wow. So if we have the right documentation, if the national personnel records is working the way they should and and everything is going right in, in a perfect world or even in a, just a good world, <laughs> then we can get those turned around. <laughs> That's great information. So if you're looking for your DD-214, you know, you can give us a call at 1-800-MISHVET. Um, speaking of calls again, I want to know what is one of the maybe most surprising requests or, or resources out there? Maybe somebody requested something and you were surprised that there was a resource available for that. Uh, this was actually um, not, I think it was 
shortly after I started, probably six months after I started with the Resource Service Center, um, it was actually transporting or finding assistance um, for an, an unfortunate circumstance where a veteran was um, at a homecoming for his son coming back from deployment and he unfortunately passed. But um, working with proper team members at the agency, we were able to get assistance to the spouse and the son who came home from deployment to transport his body back to Michigan for services. So I was, um, how quickly everything happened and the, the services that the, the veteran was able to receive when he got home um, has, was quite a pleasant surprise. That's amazing. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's it's important for people to realize that you all are not just taking calls for DD-214s or information. You're helping connect people with some of those day-to-day things that they're dealing with, like their utility shutoffs or, you know, uh, their car breaks down. You're connecting them to things like that and resources like that, including mental health resources. Are you seeing a lot yes. of that right now, especially, you know, with this pandemic still going on? Yes, with the utilities, for sure, rent assistance, um, they definitely share that they are struggling. So we try to get them connected with veteran navigators or even a buddy just for someone to talk to. You can tell on some of the calls that we receive in the resource center, uh, they may be lonely and they really are just looking for someone to talk to. Uh, Because, again, the one thing we do very well in the resource center is we pick up the phone. That is something that we get thanked on very often when they do make a phone call because they can they can guarantee that somebody's going to answer. You know, Amy, I just thinking about your bio and the fact that you're just coming from this military connected family with your spouse and your grandparents and your father and you know all these different people, you know, I'd love to hear from you why you do what you do and and you know what what it means to you to be serving veterans. Well, as you just said, Director Adams, you know, coming from the military background, um, having grown up in it, um, military service, and then taking a few years off, but then marrying into the military service, uh, watching the comings and goings of family, uh, watching children grow up in the service, and myself growing up in the service, um, it's just very dear to me to make sure that families and veterans are taken care of. So as you mentioned at the top of my call, I felt like this was a great fit for my life. Um, And I really do look forward to the phone calls that come through each day, regardless of if a veteran or a family member is frustrated. I just hope that I can turn that experience around in a positive manner uh, for those veterans and family members to know that they can reach out to us and we can get them connected in the right direction. That's great. So if people are looking for a connection to federal benefits, state resources, services, you name it, uh, how do they reach you? Like, can you tell us all the ways they can reach you? Yes, absolutely. So they can, of course, call 1-800-MISHVET or 642-4838. We also have an email address, which is the MVAA Resource Center at michigan.gov. And then we also have our fax number, which is 517 284-5297. That's great. And you can also reach us at michiganveterans.com. And we do have the check on my vet form on that page. If you're not a veteran or you are a veteran and you want to check on a veteran or, and have us give them a call just to do a benefits checkup. So thank you so much for joining us today, Amy. It's my pleasure. And then uh, just for the, the radio listeners, don't hesitate to give us a call. That's what we're here for. We're for, here for you and your families. 
Yep. I appreciate all the work you're doing, Amy. And I do want to just, you know, say thank you to all of our guests today. That includes Amy Barrett, who's a department technician at MVAA, Michael Scott, veteran navigator in the state, Michael Wilson, a buddy to buddy a program mentor in the state. And, and just uh, also thank Aaron Stover for joining us. Remember that you can reach us at michiganveterans.com. You can also call uh, the Veterans Crisis Line if you're struggling. That's 800-273-8255. Press one or text 838-255. Thanks for joining. See you next week.